From NPR and WNYC, live from the Brooklyn Academy of Music, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. We are so excited to be coming to you from the Howard Gilman Opera House. Sounds very fancy. And yes, listeners, all of the nerds in our audience are wearing glasses, but they are opera glasses. And we thought for the big show, why not get some public radio royalty and a five-piece band? Why not? So joining us are the hosts of Radio Lab, Jad Abumrad and Robert Krolwich. And playing throughout the show, we have the band They Might Be Giants. Now please welcome the Don Giovanni to my Carmen, our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello, everybody. Our first game is called Shall We Dance? And here to play with us, we have Adam Steinberg and Lucy Ruth Cummins. Adam, when you're dancing, what song gets you out of your chair? Every time it would have to be uh, Sylvester's You Make Me Feel Mighty Real. Oh, yeah! Good choice, Lucy. Slave by Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are like polar opposites of each other in so many ways. That's perfect. So here on Ask Me Another, we like to break the rules of radio. The number one rule we broke was hiring me. Uh, Jonathan Colton's pretty dicey. But this week, we're doing the impossible dancing on radio. So in this game, we are going to describe the steps of a popular dance. And all you have to do is tell me what that dance is. For an example, let's welcome the man who helps us play by the rules, our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Thanks, Ophira. So here's one set of directions. Stick your left foot forward. Now stick it behind you. Stick your left foot forward again. Move it vigorously. <laughs> Rotate 360 degrees. And that's what it's all about. That would be how you do the hokey pokey. They both are nodding. And we have to point out that you may have learned some of these dances with slightly different steps. There are tons of variations out there, so please, we know that. No furious tweets. So ring in when you know the answer, and the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. And if you get stuck, don't worry. There's going to be some sound clues to help you. <laughs> Hold your hands over your head. Pinch your fingers together four times. Place your hands in your armpits and wave your elbows back and forth. Shake your booty as you slowly squat. Clap four times. <laughs> Lucy. Is that the chicken dance? It is the chicken dance. All right, stick your left hand palm down in front of you, then your right hand palm down in front of you. Turn your hands palm up one at a time. Put your left hand on your right shoulder, then your right hand on your left shoulder. Put your left hand behind your head, then your right hand behind your head. There's more. It's pretty long. It sounds like this. Lucy. It's the Macarena. It sure is. <laughs> From the best of cruise ship classics. <laughs> Stand with your feet hip-width apart. Stick one foot out, toe touching the ground. Swivel your hips from side to side. Move your arms as if you were drying your butt with a towel. Lucy. That would be the twist. That would be the twist. Adam, do you know the twist? Are you going to ask me to do it? <laughs> yeah. But then the answer is no, I don't. <laughs> Shuffle to the left. Shuffle to the right. Step back. Turn left. Hop. Repeat. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Lucy. That would be the electric slide. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy has been to a lot of weddings. <laughs> this is your last question. Cross your arms at the wrists, making an X shape. Gallop. Extend your right arm behind you. Pretend like you're swinging a lasso while continuing to gallop. 
Adam. I know this is wrong, but it sounds to me like the traveling pony. <laughs> um, I've never heard of that. What is the traveling pony? <laughs> I believe you can see great examples of it in the video for uh, the old classic, These Boots Are Made For Walking. I feel like you are making things up. <laughs> but I'll go to my puzzle guru. I don't think we can take that. Let's go to Lucy. I believe that's Gangnam Style. That's what we were going for. That is what we were going for. All right, Art Chung, puzzle guru, how did our contestants do? Well, one did better than the other. Lucy, (laughs) you are a winner. Congratulations, Lucy. We will see you at our Ask Me One More final round of the show. Thank you so much to Adam. Let's welcome our special musical guests. They might be giants. I'm still processing the traveling pony. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is, I have to admit, a little confusing because we have a lot of, uh, we have John Flansburg. Hi. And then we have John Linnell. Hello. And, of course, we have Jonathan Colton. Hi. That's actually a different name, Jonathan. It is, it is different. different. I'm going to refer to you by your last name. Sure. Flansburg. It'll be just like cool. in high school. Yeah, it's like we're part of a team. Uh, yes. Can you please share with everyone the title of this next game? The title of the game is Wrong. 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 <laughs> let's hope our contestants don't take that too seriously and let's say hello to them. Craig Muller and Michaela Bly. Michaela, if I were to ask you, what kind of trivia would you do the best at? What would you say? I sort of wish this weren't true, but it would be comedies of the early to (laughs) mid-90s. Okay. Teen, specifically teen comedies of the early to mid-90s. Right, four movies you're talking about. Ten Things I Hate About You, She's All That, (laughs) Get Over It. And then whatever the fourth one was that also had Freddie Prince Jr. in okay. it. Okay. That's a very specific oove you've got covered I'm there. I'm not very good at trivia. And then, uh, so what would you say you would do the worst at? The Constitution. The Constitution. <laughs> right. So what you're saying is you know the important stuff. Craig, how about you? What, what do you excel at trivia-wise? The Constitution. The Constitution. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. And what do you, what's not your thing, trivia-wise? What would you say you would not do well at? Literature. Literature. <laughs> Quite broad, but now we know a lot about you. I only read the Constitution. <laughs> the winner of this game will receive a custom-recorded song by They Might Be Giants about them and Carl Castle for their home answering machine. <laughs> The loser of this game will get a voicemail message about Carl Castle and him or her in song form by They Might Be Giants. What? Wait, so we both win. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Amazing. You guys One are of fast. the songs will be better than the other. <laughs> and normally at this point we would explain the premise of the game and our puzzle guru would give an example, but we're not going to do that. Instead, we're just going to ask you some trivia questions, so just relax. It's all totally cool. And they might be giants. We'll judge you. (laughs) Judge the answers. The answers. Judge your answers. Here we go. We're going to start with a simple one. How many states are in the United States? (laughs) Michaela. Fifty. Michaela, um, there are only 46 states in the United States. The other four are commonwealths. Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Commonwealth of Massachusetts, that kind of thing. It's fun, right? It's a fun game. Awesome, yeah. (laughs) If you look really close at the flag, are four of the stars asterisks? (laughs) All right, so uh, you're getting a taste for what's going on. Who played the lead emergency room doctor on ER when it first premiered on network television in 1984? 
Michaela. George Clooney. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Michaela, we're talking about the first ER. <laughs> it was E slash R. And it, it starred show business pariah Elliot Gould. <laughs> I only knew it as E slash R, so if you had asked me E slash R, that nice. would have... Michaela, are you suggesting that we are trying to trick you guys in some way? Because no, I am personally I actually, wounded by that accusation. I, I accuse no one. I think that finally you guys are, you know, getting used to the intelligence of the contestants. This is really great. Yeah! I've noticed that you have different tactics in this game going forward. Craig so far is like, nope. (laughs) I'm not even going to bother. In feet, how long is the minute hand on Big Ben? Craig. Six feet. Wrong. 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 The real answer is zero feet. And the reason is Big Ben doesn't have any hands because according to the British Parliament website, the nickname Big Ben specifically refers to the bell that sits inside the tower, <laughs> not the clock. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Snap. It's getting kind of uncomfortable yeah. here in the room. Yes. All right. So this one is multiple choice, Okay. Where was the first Outback Steakhouse restaurant? Sydney, Melbourne, or Perth? Michaela, I like your spirit. None of the above. We have a winning answer, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly right. You it turns the out um, that restaurant with the Bloomin' Onion. Uh, it started in Tampa, Florida. How'd that feel, Michaela? Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> I feel like having that many wrong answers in a row makes a right answer feel so much better. You're welcome. <laughs> it's the Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> this is your last question. In what year did the War of 1812 begin? Craig. It can't be 1812. You, you need to make a decision. I'm, I'm sorry, Craig. 1811. Wrong! The year was 1812. <laughs> I am as angry and exhausted as you are. Archung, how did our contestants do? By a score of one to nothing, Michaela, you're our winner. <laughs> Michaela, you'll be moving on to ask me one more final round at the end of the show. But a huge hand for incredible sports, Craig and Michaela. And they might be giants. a brand new song from They Might Be Giants and we'll talk to the mad scientists behind Radiolab Chad Abumrod and Robert Krulwich so stick around, I'm Ophira Eisenberg and this is NPR's Ask Me Another everybody. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Did you know that there are a lot of other great NPR podcasts out there for you to check out, like Snap Judgment with Glenn Washington. If you don't know, Snap Judgment is storytelling with a beat. It's an intimate kind of musical storytelling. There's stories that connect with you and captivate you and invite you to listen close. So check it out. Snap Judgment. It's a little treat on your summer vacation. Find it on iTunes under podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. We're here playing trivia at BAM, otherwise known as the Brooklyn Academy of Music. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton. 
say hello to our next two contestants, Nicholas Coyne and Krista Corbett Carvoris. Welcome, Nicholas. Welcome, Krista. You both love to read. What is one book you remember from your childhood or young adulthood that really scared you? Krista. I read Rosemary's Baby by myself in my first week of college, and I had no friends, and it was in the middle of the day, and then I just stepped outside and looked at the sky and was sure of nothing, you know, because it's just... (laughs) You're like, is it going to ever be okay again? (laughs) Nicholas? The Goosebumps series. (laughs) Were you also reading that in college? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, This game doesn't have to do with scary books. I was just curious. Uh, This game is called It Was the Best of Lines. Because, you know, great novels grab your attention because they have a killer first line. And we wanted to appeal to new readers, so we thought we'd update them with some current language. So in this game, we're going to give you the first line of a famous novel with just one word change to modernize the work. So for an example, let's go to our puzzle guru, Archung. So what's the classic Herman Melville story that almost begins with the line, call me, maybe? (laughs) That would be Moby Dick. Okay, so all you have to do is identify the novel from its altered first line, and the winner of this round will move on to our final round at the end of the show. All happy families are alike. Each unhappy family is cray-cray in its own way. Krissa. Anna Karenina. Exactly. In our family, there was no clear line between bromance and fly fishing. How about a hint? Sure. This novella set in Montana was made into a 1992 movie starring Brad Pitt. Krissa. A River Runs Through It was a book? (laughs) I know! (laughs) Sometimes they make movies into books. (laughs) That makes more sense. 1801, I have just returned from a visit to my landlord, the solitary hipster that I shall be troubled with. Your hint is, uh, it's not Jane Eyre. That narrows it down. Your other hint is, I didn't like this book in high school. How about another hint? Your third hint is, Emily Bronte's tale of romantic heartbreak was set on the moors of England. Oh, I mean, I say that like I know. Wuthering Heights? Krissa, yes, that is correct. (laughs) Many years later, as he faced the firing squad, Colonel Aureliano Buendia was to remember that distant afternoon when his father took him to discover Pilates. (laughs) Nicholas. 100 Years of Solitude? That is correct. I'm reading that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. This was the moment when things in your life came together. (laughs) This is your last question. Tyler gets me a job as a waiter. After that, Tyler's pushing a cronut in my mouth and saying the first step to eternal life is that you have to die. Krissa. Fight Club. That is right! (laughs) Puzzle Guru, how did our contestants do? Uh, Well, Krissa did amazeballs, and she is our winner. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Krissa, you'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Look at Harry and the other by the light switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Our next round is called Just Sit Right Back. And here to play it, we have Rachel Lang and Navdeep Tucker. Now, I'm hoping just sit right back means something to you. Rachel, does that mean anything to you? I mean, I feel relaxed now. You feel relaxed? All right. Yeah. Might be an issue. Navdeep, does it mean anything to you? I feel like it's how I feel when I watch television. Oh, okay. That's a good start. Do you watch a lot of television, Navdeep? I do. Yeah? I watch quite a bit. You, have you, you've worked in television. I work in entertainment. Yes. And what do you do in entertainment? I'm a lawyer. Oh, you're a lawyer. <laughs> a television lawyer? A music lawyer. 
a music television lawyer? Correct. Yes. Very good. Rachel, do you watch a lot of television? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And you work in television. I did. This was the confusion. I do and I did. You do and you did. Yeah. Uh, what kind of television did you work in? I used to work in reality TV. Oh, yeah. Reality yeah. television. Yeah. The high bar. Yes. Uh, Very proud of so my years there. Do the people on reality t- television, are they exactly how they display? Um, sometimes, but honestly, I would say that a lot of people don't realize how smart some of them are. Like, some of them are smart. I, maybe smart's the wrong word. Savvy? <laughs> Savvy, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ambitious? Yes. <laughs> Got it. Well, for this game, we are going to enlist the help of Jonathan Colton and our special musical guests. They might be giants. That's right. You know, there was a golden age of TV sitcom theme songs. They used to have theme songs with verses and choruses. They would explain the entire premise of the show rather than just dropping you in and hoping that you can swim through the plot. We thought it would be helpful if modern TV dramas had similarly expository theme songs. So here's an example. Here's the story of a Lannister lady who was trysting with her brother on the side. Puzzle Guru Archung, what's the answer? That would be the theme song to The Brady Bunch, rewritten to be about Game of Thrones. That's right. Winter is coming. So, you see, you have to tell us what the drama is that we are describing with the lyrics. And for a bonus point, tell us what sitcom the theme song was originally from. And if you get either part incorrect, your opponent can steal that point. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just sit right back in your Chippendale with a wealthy family. They live in a Yorkshire mansion in highbrow society. The earl, he is unflappable. The dowager's so strong. Aristocrats and servants, can they really get along? Can they really get along? Rachel. Downton Abbey is the drama. Yes. And um, the song is... Oh, my God. Wait. All, all, all I can think of is... All, it's okay. It's okay relax. It, They're just it. young, everybody. They're just young. It's not their fault. I agree with you. It is shocking. Enough deep, do you know the answer? That would be Gilligan's Island. That's yes. Nice. You are both correct. Making your way in D.C. today, there's no room for disgrace. Hire yourself a crisis manager, maybe you'll save face. Has your public image gone astray? Sometimes you need to know somebody who can clear your name. She'll find someone else to blame. She's got problems of her own. Her wardrobe is never tame. She'll always be somebody who can clear your name. Rachel. Scandal is the drama. Uh huh. Thank God. I just want to say that, Ophira, you look a lot like Olivia Pope right now, and I'm loving it. You won the game. Thank you. Um, and the show is uh, Cheers. You got it. Yeah. I'm going to get some help from John Flansburg on this one. Check one, two. It's a rock star, so that's Check. How... Check. That's how you do it in the rock star business. What's the, what's the chord that we start the song with? I will, I will play it and then we will begin. You ready? Yeah. Misanthrope You hate when your patients die Misanthrope And you know for a fact that all people lie As a diagnostician you're unsurpassed But your personal issues are surely vast Vicodin addiction. Vicodin addiction. Co-workers causing friction. Co-workers causing friction. Yeah, you walk with a cane and you're not completely sane. Misanthrope. 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 
misanthrope, misanthrope, misanthrope. Rachel. The drama's house, and I don't know at all what the other thing is. No, no, that's expected. That is expected. I know the song. It was written by John Sebastian, and at the very end, they had pictures of the uh, elevated train in Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. I know the song, and it's Welcome Back. Yeah. You just need one more word. Cotter. There you go. Meet Dana, the one who stays detached Remained a skeptic till Fox was snatched But Fox believes conspiracies and cover-ups occur with ease They might seem mismatched But they're partners They're FBI partners And you'll find When paranormal things they sleuth They both are searching for the truth They become aligned When partners Find threats to mankind. Rachel. It's the X-Files, and I don't know what the other thing is. <laughs> you sound so sad. Don't feel sad. Well, You're I'm young. I'm disappointed Your in whole myself. life is in front of you. <laughs> you have so much potential. X-Files is correct. Navdeep, do, do you want to steal the, the second point? There's some sort of relative. I, I know that. Part. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's some sort of relative. Some okay, sort of relative. They're, they're related in some manner. Related Unusual in relatives. <laughs> uh, what, what is it? Everyone knows what it is, right? It's the Patty Duke show. They were cousins, identical cousins, which I don't think is a thing. No. It's not. All right, here we go. Baby... If you've ever wondered Wondered whatever came of me I'm living in New York I'm in the ad game Now I have a new identity Got kind of tired of having no real future Ditched the war, left poverty behind Living the ideal mid-century lifestyle Nothing really seems to ease my mind I'm living in New York City And I've got a fake name Rachel? Mad Men Uh-huh And? and you think, I mean, I think Yeah, you're just going to yeah, pass <laughs> Don't even try no. Don't even try no. Deep, do you know what the original sitcom was? They know They know, they know. no, I know they But know. they're not up here on stage It's hard for, it's hard for you guys is it Partridge Family? Dear God. Not even me. close. Not even close, no. What is it, everybody? WKRP in Cincinnati. WKRP in Cincinnati. It was a show about a radio station. Radio was a kind of... Uh... <laughs> uh, this is your last question. To make it extra climactic, we're going to have They Might Be Giants play this one. Now the drug war failed, and we see that every day Institutions are corrupt, and it's always been this way The cops are the kings, the mayor and the press Now Stringer Bell is dead, but no one will confess Cause it's Baltimore, yes it's Baltimore, yes it's Enough deep. Is it the wire? It is the wire. Yes. Well done. Any any idea? Some, but not Some. a whole idea. Not a whole idea. Okay. Not enough of an idea to offer an answer. You just described a sitcom, my friend. <laughs> Maybe that'll be my second career. Okay. Rachel, do you do you have any idea what it is? No. No. Okay. <laughs> what is it, everybody? Different strokes. That's right. Art, what happened in this game? <laughs> what happened? I just felt my mortality. That's one thing that happened. Uh, well, for fourth graders, they did pretty well. <laughs> but Rachel was our winner. Congratulations, Rachel. Great job. Love deep, Rachel. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round coming at the end of the show. Let's welcome our special musical guests. They might be giants. 
Uh, this next song is, is brand new. We've never performed it in a public place before, and it seems very fitting to uh, be performing it on a quiz and puzzle show because the, sort of the core part of the song is ultimately poetic in many ways is uh, a puzzle. Uh, this song is, is, uh, was written as a villanelle. It's like a limerick or a haiku or a sonnet a little more like a sonnet in that it's got a very strict rhyme scheme, and there's some very, very good villanelles that have been written. This is not one of them. <laughs> so so this, this song is uh, called Hate the Villanelle, and it's a true story about writing this song. Don't hate the villain, hate the villanelle with these picky rules and odd jigsaw rhymes, curses, these verses are my prison cell At school I ran from the very first bell The teacher's ruler Those maddening chimes Don't hate the villain Hate the villanelle Joking in class Oh, the words I misspell Mumbles and stammers But all those real crimes Curses, these verses are my prison cell. Someone could hear for someone to tell, but friends have all fled to faraway climes. Don't hate the villain, hate the villanelle. I solve this puzzle, but tumble through hell. These words are fractions when I needed primes. Curses, these verses are my prison cell. My hand disappears as I wave farewell. This gentle quicksand turns into hard times. Don't hate the villain, hate the villanelle. These verses are my prison cell Thank you very much That was Hate the Villanelle They might be giants, everybody Coming up after the break, we'll talk to the geniuses behind Radiolab and find out if the rumor is true that they really can read each other's minds. So stay tuned. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. We're coming to you live from the Brooklyn Academy of Music. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and we have some special guests joining us. They are the hosts of the award-winning radio show and podcast, Radiolab. Please welcome Robert Krolwich and Jad Abumrad. I made the joke about you almost can read each other's minds, but it seems that you work together so well and like you're having a ball. And I know that's from years of working together, but it's also chemistry. When you first met, Jad, you were a um, freelancer, right? I was uh, sort of, kind of. I mean, the radio lab had began, um, but it was a small... Uh, neglected show on, <laughs> uh, on Sunday nights in the AM, and uh, in order to justify the show, they would the station WNYC would have me do like little things, like little extra things, promos and various things. Sure. And uh, they made me go out uh, into the world and interview a bunch of people who were supporters of the station. This dude was on the list, and um, he was the last guy that I went to talk to, and I handed him the script that I had written, a nice little. Gentle, I'm Robert. A fundraising, script? Yeah, a yeah, fundraising kind of thing. I do, in my memory, this might not be how it actually happened, but in my memory, he took the, the paper out of my hand, tore it up, threw it into the air, <laughs> and it sort of scattered like confetti. 
And then he turned around and wrote some crazy improvised thing about alien tycoons and oil cults. I don't know. It was really weird. And that ended up being the promo. And I remember, like, uh, I was so, like, who is this guy? (laughs) And we just started talking. And then fast forward a week, we had had breakfast. And then the next week after that, we we had breakfast again. Totally platonic. And... And then, um, I don't know, somewhere in the, in the stream of breakfasts, I played you something that I had been working on which for this show called Radio Lab. Very different show at that point. And he decided he would come and experiment with me. Yeah. No, totally no. platonically. <laughs> so, and then you guys came together to do some radio. We actually have a clip of your very first radio collaboration that uh, about uh, the correct way to handle the American flag. Oh, you have that one. Yes. <laughs> that was a submission for This American Life. Well, now, this is, this is still a controversial question in my mind. Okay. So Ira called up one day and he said, we were doing a show where we were only going to do two-minute pieces. Yeah. Can you guys do a two-minute piece? So Jan had just discovered a how-to-fold-your-American-flag record. Yeah, it was like one of these 1950s picture book things where you, each one like, has a little boom when you turn it yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those. So it's like, take the flag and place the left corner on the right side. Bing! You know. So I thought that that would be a great two-minuter if we could sort of dramatize it. So and it, I, I happen to feel that what we don't, did... No, 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 don't bias them. All right. Wait, Let yeah, them let's, hear it. Let's play it. You're and then right. we can have our argument on the other side. Let's uh, take a listen. When the flag is displayed over the middle of a street, it should be suspended vertically with the union to the north on an east-west street or to the east on a north-south street. Does this street run east-west? I think it runs east-west, but I'm not sure. It has run east-west since I was... It runs north-south. It It runs north-south since I've been a kid. Jed is rubbing his eyes. So we get a call from Ira who said, like, what was that? I said it was a delightful um, Im- active imagination in which I played all the parts. Jed put in Those the were your of- voices? Oh, I did, oh, he did yeah, I just, all the voices. Okay. Yeah, every single voice. Oh, fair. Hey, can I just, I just wanted to, like, to amend something you just said. Uh, he called uh, and said, not only do I hate this, but my entire staff has had multiple meetings about how much we hate it. And I said, any group of people who are still arguing about how much they hated in the shower, which he also said he did, I said, is a group of extraordinarily limited people who have a very <laughs> narrow sense of possibility. And if folding the American flag in 13 voices in a hilarious little thing is so offensive to you, I pity you all. And then they, then they asked us whether he wanted a kill fee. Uh, I said, no, I don't want to kill fee. You didn't take the kill fee? No. Because no. this is the thing about Robert, which I, uh, I was, I, I, he, 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 to this day, with, with, a, with, a, a, with the fierceness of a stampeding herd of wildebeest, will, insists that that is still the greatest piece of radio ever made. <laughs> and it, it was with that conviction that he, he convinced me to do it. Okay, so... Did you learn anything from that not being greenlighted by This American Life that you took into your, the beginning of your Radiolab series? That we were broader-minded, more able, <laughs> and more deeply musical than they are. Right. You guys, uh, you seem to know a lot about each other, but we are going to actually test that. So, but I need to ask you, are you ready to take an Ask Me Another Challenge? Yeah, sure. Okay, fantastic. Give it up for Radio Labs' Jad Abumrad and Robert Krulwich. So we know that you spend tons of time working together and anticipating each other's needs and thoughts, maybe kind of like a marriage with the breakfasts. Or perhaps a marriage is like co-hosting a radio show. Either way, we wanted to know how much you know about each other in a game we're calling Lab Partners Forever. So before the show, we asked you each a few random questions about each other, and your job is to guess how you think the other person answered. So for this game, let's welcome back our house musician, Jonathan Colton. 
and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Robert, what did Jad say is his superpower? Well, it's not dancing. <laughs> what would He's be your superpower? I think it's his shoes. I think he, he wears the, probably the most interesting shoes. Uh, I'm always aware of his shoe choices, and I think if you, just stuck, if you just kept looking low, you'd find his superpower right around his feet. <laughs> So shoe, you, your shoe selection is his shoe superpower? Shoe selection. It is. That's a heck of a superpower. It's, yeah. a, it's a rare one, but in his case, a very choice one, I think. It's going to get you out of a lot of binds. Jad, here's what you said, and I, I'd be curious to know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> you said, controlling the volume of the universe with my pinky. Yes. It's the superpower... Uh, Jonathan, as a as a as a as a, uh, a a troubadour yourself, perhaps you will you will appreciate this. It's the power to control the volume of the world. Like you, you sir, quiet, down. That that's that would be my. So you're like conducting. The but universe. I feel the feet is actually the better place to go. We asked Robert who has to have the last word more often. That presumes that the arguments we have ever end. <laughs> Often they do not. Um, what would Robert say? That's what I'm trying to guess. Exactly. Not what is actually the journalistic truth of the matter. <laughs> well, yes, to uh, each its own. I, I think I would say Robert would say that Robert has to have the last word. But yes, I could. Is yes. that true? That is what Robert said. Robert, we asked Jad if you had your way. Every episode of Radiolab would feature what thing? Look deep into my soul. There's so much clutter in your soul. <laughs> A fierce downbeat. You're very close. The answer is an athlete bursting into tears. <laughs> Jed. Yes. Similar question. We asked Robert to fill in the blank. Jad is obsessed with blank. What does he think you're obsessed with? Personal stories about music? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, know. that's very close. He said um, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Damn it. And he's right. <laughs> we were at an award ceremony where he was going to pass by. And Jed wanted to be like right there in the line so that we could, so we could, when he went by, we could be really near him. Yeah. I, I, I got a picture of like, hit, like this portion of his ear because he was moving so fast. And I was like, yeah. And then and he just got an ear. <laughs> but you got the ear. I got the ear. Okay, I'm going to move on to this one just to see if you can do this. Jed, what is the one piece of technology that Robert said he could not live without? Uh, the one piece of technology he could not live without. I want to say, and also not figure out, okay. would yeah. be the telephone, his, <laughs> his cell phone. Okay. Can't live without it, can't figure it out. Do you, know what, do you remember what you I said, I have no Robert? idea, but he's right. My yeah? phone is a challenge to me. Uh, well, he said a shoehorn, which I think... <laughs> a shoe? Yeah, that was actually... There's, you don't know this, but I bought... Uh, on, uh, on, 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 on a street right near here, I bought these shoes with very unusual laces. Yes. And I thought they, I loved having them, but I couldn't get them on. So I got a, a shoehorn, and every day in the morning, I need the shoehorn. I really can't begin the day. <laughs> I mean, I could begin the day in my socks on the train with two shoes, but it would, they would be best on. This is becoming a very foot-oriented. Uh, yeah, foot forward. We are learning forward. an awful lot about yeah, the both of I, you. Yes, it's getting sort of dangerous, isn't it? This is the last question here. Robert, we asked Jad, of these famous duos, which best embodies your relationship with Robert? Batman and Robin, Laurel and Hardy, or Beyonce and Jay-Z? I'm going to go for the third, because it's actually the most interesting one to think about, and I have no idea what it has to do with anything, but that's, that's the one I'd go for. Jad, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. 
there is a sort of uh, marital quality to our situation. Um, there's a Bonnie and Clyde thing that they have, and I like to think that we're a little rough and Bonnie and Clyde-like. Ooh, nice. That people are a little frightened of us. That uh, we, we command a certain amount of, like, attention as we walk the streets of Brooklyn. You guys are... You're both winners, because that's how it works when things go well together in a friendship, marriage, and breakfast partners. So we're giving you both an Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt for a prize. Thank you. Sweet. Big hand for our VIPs, Radio Labs, Jan Abumrad, and Robert Krulwich. Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul. Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now Churchill light, Ottoman at night. Every cow Constantinople lives in Istanbul. Constantinople, so you've a date. Constantinople should be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why to Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul, even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from Shall We Dance, Lucy Ruth Cummins. From Wrong, 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 Michaela Bly. From It Was the Best of Lines, Krissa Corbett Carvoris. From Just Sit Right Back, Rachel Lang. And our puzzle guru, Art Chung, will take us out. Thanks, Afira. This final round is called The Rule of Three. In this round, every correct answer will be three words or phrases that are known for going together. For example, if I said, it's Elizabeth Gilbert's best-selling memoir, which was made into a movie starring Julia Roberts, you would say, eat, pray, love. We're playing the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer, and the last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. Here we go. Lucy, it's the three types of Olympic medals. Gold, silver, and bronze. That's right. Michaela, they're the mascots for Rice Krispies cereal. Snap, crackle, pop. That's right. Krissa, it's the helpful instructions on a shampoo bottle. Lather, rinse, repeat. Yep, that's right. Rachel, what a director might say to start filming a movie scene. Speed, rolling, action. Ooh, that's not the trio we're looking for. Lucy, what a director might say to start filming a movie scene. Now we're going to pass on that. Michaela, do you know the answer? Lights, camera, action. Right, that's the phrase we're looking for. We're down to Michaela and Krissa. Krissa, three unalienable rights we're endowed with, according to the Declaration of Independence. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's right. Michaela, three scary animals in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my. Lions, tigers, bears. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Back to Krista. The nursery rhyme featuring a mouse running up a clock. Hickory dickory dock. That's right. <laughs> Michaela, this game you play with your hands is also called Rochambeau. No answer? All right, Krista, if you know the answer, you win. Rock, paper, scissors? That's right. 
Congratulations, Krissa. You're our Ask Me Another big winner. In celebration of your achievement, Krissa, John Flansburg from They Might Be Giants, who has just moved his mother to Florida, is going to give you something out of his mother's apartment. Also, you will get a They Might Be Giants signed vinyl copy of their album, Lincoln. So congratulations. And that's our show. If you're listening at home, you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And to be a contestant on the show, send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now, Jolt the Cannon. Special thanks to our VIPs. They might be giants. Fight me, tangy thighs. Additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Greg Lightman, and Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Josh Rogerson. Sojig Honors. John Asante. Hat, no jeans. Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. And Annabelle Bacon. And Abba Clone. Along with Portia Robertson Migas. Bargain Tortoises Romp. And Eric Newsom. Kuriam Zen. We are recorded by Valve Tone Recordings. We'd like to thank the Brooklyn Academy of Music, Commune of Oily Backyards, and our production partner, WNYC. CYNW. I'm her right begonias, Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, we put actor Justin Long to work in a game called Just In Time Impressions. Marvin, you gotta play. See, that's where they kiss for the first time on the dance floor. And if there's no music, they can't dance. If they can't dance, they can't kiss. If they can't kiss, they can't fall in love. And I'm history. Start up your flux capacitor with me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Hello again. Thanks for making it to the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. And you should also check out some other great podcasts on NPR, including Snap Judgment with Glenn Washington. It's a fantastic show of musical storytelling and a wonderful little treat in your summer. So just find it on iTunes under podcast.